This audio podcast is from the River Church in Fort Worth, Texas. We hope God uses it to encourage and grow your relationship with Christ. For more information about the River Church, visit us online at theriverdfw.com or facebook.com backslash theriverdfw. With you today, I have a couple quick, uh, just some housekeeping things as we begin. Number one, um, if you're new here with us today, we're so happy you're here. You were given a communication card when you walked in. That is for prayer requests. That is for you to put your information on there, throw that in the basket at the end of service so that we can send you a thank you for being here. Um, There's also, you can take that out to the Welcome Center where you got coffee this morning. Turn that in. We have a free gift for you. As well as, this is, I wanted to let everybody know this, kind of a new thing that we have out there is a resource table. And so on that resource table are several different items like books and and Bibles and things like that. Those are free for you. And so, uh, man, River Church, that's for anybody. So if you want to grab a book off that table, you go, my only request is you read a couple pages, right? So read it or give it to somebody else, you know, at least. Um, but that's something that we just, we just wanted to give to you um, just to have available for you as always. Secondly, um, how many of you guys were able to make it out to the Easter egg hunt last week? Was it not awesome? It was amazing. So I want to say thank you so much to all of the volunteers, all the people who spent uh, time just uh, giving and helping. It literally would not have happened without you. Big shout out to Tyson. Everybody give it for Tyson. He put the, he put the event together. He coordinated it all, and so um, it would have been a disaster without you, Tyson. So thank you. Um, all that being said, we have a quick video of the event we want to show you. So let's go ahead and, and play that now, just so you, if you did, weren't able to make it, you can kind of see what went on. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Yeah, y'all can clap. Y'all can clap for that. So absolutely thank you to everyone who helped out. We estimated about 360 conservatively uh, were there. It was, a, it was an awesome event. No big deal. My son got a golden egg. No, no big deal. And I didn't even tell him. I didn't even cheat. I, he found it on his own. So anyways, today is a special day. It's, it's the day we're going to do some baptisms. And I love, um, I love doing baptisms. I s- especially love having baptisms the week after Easter. And the reason why is because as we celebrate Easter, right, I, I feel like this is kind of the actualization of everything that we celebrate at Easter, right? Like we, we celebrate at Easter Jesus's death and his resurrection um, and his resurrection, meaning that we can have new life and that we can now have the relationship with 
God that was broken and splintered because of our sin can now be healed because Jesus Christ came and died and rose again. That's, that's what Easter is a celebration of, right? And so as we celebrate that new life that can happen um, in, in the new relationship with God that can happen because of the cross in, in baptism, we're celebrating people who have decided to give their life to Jesus and experience that. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So it's not just like a concept that we're talking about. It's, it's the next week celebrating people who have actually had that happen in their lives. To me, that, that's pretty cool. You can experience everything that the resurrection offers to us. And so it's a special day. And I love that we kind of line it up right after Easter. I will say this, though, is that I cannot think of baptisms or a baptism Sunday or just dunking people without thinking of this video right here. Go ahead and roll that. You can't do it without thinking of this video. And this is a... This morning, uh, we have accepted Christ as his Savior and as his Lord, and he will demonstrate his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, by willingly being baptized this morning. He's been waiting on this day a long time. (laughs) And so, Jordan, upon the profession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ... I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Go, George. Oh, man. All right. Nobody better do that today, okay? I'm, I'm going to walk out there. It is kind of a hot tub right now because there's going to be somebody just sitting out there when we get out there in the, in the, in the water. But I, I, every time I think of baptisms, I think of that video. And I love that. Somebody that's so excited to get baptized, they're just going to do it themselves, baby. They're going to do it themselves. <laughs> so I love today. I love everything that it represents. And I don't know, as I was thinking about this day, I thought maybe there might be someone in here who is going, okay, so explain this to me. So I become a Christian. I give my life to Jesus, and then you dunk me in some water. Seems kind of strange. Is that really the way it's supposed to go? The short answer is yes, yes. But there's more to it. It's, it's deeper than that. What baptism is, is baptism is a, is a visual and a symbolic demonstration of our now union and relationship with Jesus. And so the significance of of baptism is that it's a picture of that former life, who you used to be being dead and being put to death and now entering into a new relationship and life as a Christian and being set free from that dominion and slavery to sin that was once on us. Being set free from that shame that was once on us because of our sin that just weighs down deeply on us. And so it's literally this symbolic kind of visual of us going from death to life. As you enter into the water, dying to who you were, coming out of the water, being born again, that rebirth, being brought back to a spiritual life in Jesus. And what's so cool as I was thinking about this this last week is that baptism, the people who are getting baptized today and those who have have been baptized in here, you are taking part in a tradition that's over 2,000 years old. You are joining with the body of believers who for over 2,000 years have baptized themselves and committed themselves to say, I'm now following Jesus. I'm giving myself to that. To me, that's, that's pretty cool being coming in line with a 2,000-year-old tradition. But I'll say this. It wasn't just something that the church came up on their own. Like it wasn't like, hmm, let's see. People who give their life to Jesus, what should we do? Dunk them in water. Don't come in water. No, we did, the church didn't come up with this on their own. This was actually Jesus's idea. As a matter of fact, not only was it Jesus's idea, Jesus himself 
was baptized. Check this out, Matthew 3, 13 through 16. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. But John, this is John the Baptist, the crazy one with the locusts and all the, the hairy stuff, you know what I'm talking about? That's the John the Baptist, not disciple John, um, who wrote the book of John, different guy. So, all right, so he says, then Jesus came to Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized him, but John tried to stop him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you come to me. Could you imagine that moment? Like you're John the Baptist, you're, you're baptizing people or whatever, and then Jesus the Christ, the son of God, comes walking up to you and says, hey, could you baptize me? Like, I feel unworthy to baptize the people that I'm going to get to baptize today. Could you imagine Jesus asking you to baptize him? Right? Mind blown. And yet Jesus says, he says, answered him, he says, allow it for now. So for right, for this moment, allow it, because this is the way for us to fulfill all righteousness. What Jesus is saying is this is something bigger than just this moment here. And what he's saying is that this is to fulfill God's plan. This is a fulfillment of God's design. And so it says, then he allowed him to be baptized. And after Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens opened up for him. That would be pretty cool if something like that happens today. I'm banking on it. Just the skies are parting, right? The heavens opened up for him. The spirit of God descended like a dove coming down on him. And there was a voice from heaven. This is my beloved son. I take delight and him. See, one of the reasons why we as believers get baptized is because baptism follows Jesus's example. That's your first blank there in your notes today, if you have it today. Baptism follows Jesus's example. And here's what I would say to us is, as Christians, we want to follow Jesus's example, don't we? But that's not the only reason why we get baptized, because Jesus doesn't just give us this as an example. We don't just look at it and go, well, Jesus did it. We should probably do that and figure out some way to make it, you know, work in the context of salvation. Jesus also commanded us to do this in relation to salvation. So check out Matthew 28, 19 through 20. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. So make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so this is pretty cool because this is one of Jesus's last commands to his disciples. Jesus is about to ascend back up into heaven. He's about to go away. And one of the last things he says to the disciples is go make disciples, teach people how to follow me. And when they decide to do that, dunk them (laughs) and I'll be with you always. One of his last commands to us. And so I'll say this about life. Maybe you're different than me, but there's a lot of times in my life where I kind of, I'm like, okay, I want to follow Jesus' example. I want to do what Jesus is telling me to do. Am I in line with that? Am I in God's will? Like as I'm walking through, when you become a Christian, you get baptized, you can absolutely say yes. You know why? Because he told us to do it right here. So that's like the one thing, like, like, okay, should I get, when I become a Christian, should I get baptized? Yes. Why? Jesus said right here. Pretty cool. And even for me as a, as a pastor, I, I love this because I feel like I'm doing what Jesus told me to do. What did he say for us as the church? Go make disciples, teach people how to follow me, teach people how to walk deeply with me. And when they become Christians, d- dunk them, baby, dunk them. And so for me, as I like going to be slamming these people in the water day, okay, I'm not going to be slamming, but dunking these guys in the water, to me, I feel like I'm fulfilling what I'm supposed to be doing as a pastor. That's just a selfish side note, but it's cool because as we do that, I'm going, yes, I'm being obedient to what God told me to do. That's pretty cool, isn't it? For me, I get goosebumps. 
I don't know about you, but for me, I'm like, man, that's, I love it. It's so cool. So thank you, those of you who are being baptized today, for letting me take part in what God is doing in your life. So number one, we get baptized because we're following Jesus' example. Number two, we get baptized to be obedient. Jesus calls us as Christians. When you become a Christian, go get dunked. We do it to be obedient. We say, okay, Mike, so this is like a symbolic of death to life. I get it where Jesus did it, so we're going to do it. We're commanded by Jesus to go and get baptized. So maybe you're in here this morning, you're going, so should just everybody get baptized? Should we just line everybody up and dunk them? Maybe, but only if you're a follower of Jesus, because baptism is something that's specifically for followers of Jesus. Jesus, like when you become a Christian, you get baptized. And, and I'll say this, there's a lot of people who I've talked to, um, and even that we've baptized here at the church, who are like, yeah, I was when I was a baby, or yeah, I got pressured into it at one point in my life, but I never really meant it until this moment. Like it was never real to me until this moment. Should I do it again? That's when I think you should. When you, when you have made the commitment to Jesus, say, I'm giving my life to Jesus, I'm following you with my life, that's the right moment to do it. Right? And I'm not saying you should get dunked like every year, like just to make sure, do it again. But what I mean is not when it didn't mean anything to you, not before you were a believer. After you give your life to Jesus, when you become a follower of Jesus, this is something that we then do, right? Because that's when it becomes real to you. That's when the baptism doesn't mean anything if there's no relationship with Jesus to be attached to it. Like I heard this story the other day, and it was about this lady who went to go buy a parrot at a pet store. So she goes, she buys this parrot, she takes it home, and the bird won't talk. You ever experienced that? You get a pet and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do? I got a dog who's an Australian shepherd. He does not do anything he's supposed to do. Like he's supposed to herd people. He's supposed to love running outside in the outdoors. He goes outside and starts getting anxiety attacks. Like, dude, you're an Australian shepherd. And this is supposed to be, anyways, this is me ranting about my dog. But so this lady bought this parrot, wouldn't talk. She goes back to the pet store. She's like, I think this bird's broken. He won't talk to me. Something's wrong with him. What should we do? So the guy says, well, does he have a perch to stand on? I said, no, I didn't. Just got the cage. So we'll get a perch. Maybe it'll make him a little bit happier. He'll enjoy it. All right, I'll do the perch. She gets the perch, takes it home. A couple of days later, she comes back and she says, man, that bird's still not talking. He's on the perch, but he's, he, I don't know what to do. She said, well, does he have a swing? No, he doesn't have a swing. Well, get the swing, put it in there. Maybe he'll swing back and forth. He'll have so much fun that he can't help but start talking to you. All right, I'll do it. So she goes, goes home, comes back a couple days later. You think the bird was talking? Bird wasn't talking, all right? You guys feel like maybe this, this guy was just taking advantage of her at this point, right? Like he knew the bird was never going to talk. Anyways, he goes, well, maybe she won't talk because you're a human and she wants another bird. So before you buy another bird, why don't you get a mirror, put the mirror in the cage, she'll see the mirror, think she's talking to another bird, and then she'll talk. Lady says, all right, let's do it. So she takes it home, tries it out, comes back a couple days later, and she goes, man, you will not believe it, but that bird died. I feel like every animal story I tell you guys has an animal that dies in it. I feel like this is the chicken story reimagined. Anyways, if you don't know that story, you're better for it. All right, so she tells him, she says, so the bird died. And he goes, well, ma'am, I'm so sorry to hear that. He goes, I don't want to be insensitive, but did the bird ever say anything after, before it died? And he said, yeah, funny enough, it did. It said, don't they sell food at that pet store? <laughs> See, if you don't have the essentials, the baptism doesn't really do anything for you. You hear what I'm saying? It doesn't really mean anything because you're just taking a weird bath in front of a bunch of people if, it does, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. <laughs> when you give your life to Jesus, when you become a Christian, 
then baptism has significance in your life because then it becomes a picture of what God is actually doing in you. Him bringing you from death to life, being spiritually dead to spiritually alive. And so for those who are getting baptized today or have been baptized, we get baptized. This this is the next blank. We get baptized because baptism is a physical demonstration of a spiritual reality in our lives. Colossians 2.12 says, having been buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith and the working of God who raised him from the dead. Jesus has saved your soul. He is transforming your life. And in baptism, we are demonstrating our changed life to the world around us. As we follow Jesus' example in baptism, we are declaring publicly to our church, to our friends, to our family, what God has done and is doing in us. How cool is that, man? For the church, for those of us who have been baptized or or just a part of Jesus' church in general, I'll say this, for the church, this is your last blank, we are all a part of this together. Ephesians 4, 4 through 6 says, there is only one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. We are all in this together, who is above all things, through all, and in, in all. We, church, are all a part of this together. The people who are getting baptized today, we're a part of their story. And, and as we baptize uh, these guys today, we are a part of what God is doing in their lives, and we are a part of the celebration. So let me say this this morning, you better get excited today. You better get excited today, and you better never get used to it. I've been to churches before, and I'm not talking bad about other churches, although maybe kind of. I've been to other churches before where they baptize people, and they're like, that's cute. Get back to the singing, preacher. Do, what you, do your job. Like, what else are we here for if we're not here for that? Like, like we, I want us as the church to, like, hunger for this. Like, I want people going, Mike, when are we getting the tank back out, baby? Let's do this. Like, I'll, I'll just get baptized again if we got baptized somebody, right? Like, don't do that. But we, we, like, I want us to hunger for it. I want us to crave it. And, and you say, why, Mike? That, that seems just kind of weird. Oh, we just want to baptize people? No, because to me, baptism represents saved souls. To me, baptism represents life change. And that river church is the goal. Like, I don't, I'm not here to hurt anybody's feelings, Okay but this is not a social club, right? Like I have a lot of great friends, all of you people. I'm not here just to add new friends to my life. As we, as, as a church, we are laboring together. We are working together to see God move and change and heal not just our lives, but the lives of people around us new people and new families as they come in this space to see God grow and heal and transform and breathe new life into souls. That's what this is about, man. That's what we're doing here, not just to hang out together, but to experience and know and be shaped by Jesus. And not just selfishly for ourselves, but for anyone who walks in those doors. Amen? And here's what I would say is that as we do that together, as the family grows, in any family, new life is a really big deal, isn't it? New birth is a really big deal. Like you just think about like babies being born. It's cause for celebration, isn't it? 
celebration. Like you have showers on top of showers on top of showers. Like when we had Gideon, we had more stuff than we knew what to do with. You have, you have meal trains, you got hospital visits, you got parties all over the place. Like just as an example, like if you post a picture of a newborn baby on Facebook, that thing's gonna get like 200 likes, right? Even if it's an ugly baby. <laughs> not that there's ever been an ugly baby born in this church because there has not. What I would say is that's no different as a church family, except we're talking about spiritual birth, going from spiritual death to spiritual life, people experiencing the power of the resurrection of Jesus, the God who raises from the dead, who rose himself from the grave to restore us to himself. And so what we do is we glorify Jesus for that. We worship Jesus for that. We honor Jesus for that, for what he is doing, not in our own lives, not just in our own lives, but in other people's lives in this place. We got to get excited. And as we witness these baptisms today, we get to watch, and I would say, have our own souls stirred as we see living, breathing examples of God's saving grace. And may we too be reminded of what he has done in us, his power to conquer sin, his ability to change lives, and God's ability to restore what was broken and bring it back together. If you're a Christian in this place today, as we baptize these two, I pray that you would be stirred in yourself and be reminded of what God has done in your own soul, that you would be refreshed. And I pray that if you're not a Christian in here, I want you to know that that same God can do that in you as well. He can do it in you. As we witness these baptisms today, remember River Church that we are all a part of this story together. Let us be faithful to those who have given their lives to them, to Jesus. Let us love them, serve them, and do our part in helping them grow and become a disciple of Jesus. Amen? We are all witnesses, baby. All right. I'm going to pray. Joel's got some announcements for us, and then we're going to dunk some folks, baby. God, I love you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what we get to take part in today. God, thank you for saving souls, for healing lives, for transforming lives. God, you are so, so good. You are so kind to us, God. You are so merciful, God. Thank you that the River Church gets to be a part of these stories, God. You could have chosen anywhere. You could have sent them anywhere, but you brought new life here. And so, Jesus, we praise you for that. We worship you for that. And God, we celebrate today. We celebrate today, Jesus. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.